This February, history will be made. Millions will watch as 80 years of unjust stigma is left in the past. A product that drove good people to the black market will be revealed as one that's creating a new global market. This February, what inspired the symbol of counterculture will at long last be seen as just culture. The new normal is coming. Will you be one of the first to see it? Visit medmen.com to watch an exclusive preview. Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Jean Sutton. And this is Russ Chestnuts, the podcast where we take a look at made-for-TV Christmas movies. And today is our last episode of... Of Series 1. Series 1 of yeah. 2018. <laughs> yeah, so we started this... We actually did our first recording back in October. Mm. So we've been Christmas ready for a long time. Yeah, it's, it feels like it's going to be Christmas too soon now. I want more December. November was good for me. Was it? That's when I was getting ready, yeah. Okay. I was on the Amazon homepage. <laughs> so today we're talking about um, one of Hallmark's movies for this year, for 2018. Um, it was a premiere of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm thinking of Christmas next year already. Yeah. And it was called The Perfect Christmas Gift. And I personally loved it. And today we're going to talk about it with Ellen Tannum, our final guest of the year. Yeah. Maybe our favourite guest of the year because she's amazing. <laughs> Ellen That's really nice. Hi. is a journalist. Yeah. And she's currently working with Silicon Republic mm-hmm. doing data journalism. It's very good. It's fun. And Happy to be here. Super yeah. talented. Oh. <laughs> and she presents Juvenilio Allen. So yeah. it's like family reunion here. Gang's all here. You're yeah. my guest. It's really weird. Yeah. I'm Just for people to know that I usually sit in a different seat and this is like the guest chair so it feels really weird to be yeah. sitting here you're spinning the chair a lot more than usual yeah I think it's because I'm nervous which is stupid because I <laughs> yeah. know you guys but anyway yeah let's start so how does this one start this movie begins with a narrate narration oh it does which is whoa left field haven't had one of these in a while mm-hmm. and it's a narration about the science of snowflakes which I was really interested in because I am studying science communication part time. So I was like, oh, I should be taking notes. See, communicating the science of snowflakes. <laughs> Is he effective? Like, what, a, what a way to drop in the science of snowflakes in mm-hmm. a Hallmark movie. I was like really super impressed. And there's old people looking at snowflakes. There's um, a sick kid looking at snowflakes. And then there is some guy who becomes an architect looking at snowflakes as well, isn't there? I remember the couple, the old couple and the, the kid. Oh, the dog. Yeah, the, the mom with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. There's loads of anyway heartwarming stories. Yeah, and like a little vignettes of, of people getting perfect things. presents. And our lead actor is narrating this, and the lead actor is Sam Page, who some people might recognise from the TV series The Bold Type, which premiered this year. Which was he's pretty good in that. Is he in that? He plays the lawyer in it. Who? Because I haven't Sutton watched in it. it. Is dating. It's a really good TV show. Okay. Very sincere, but I loved it. It was snappy. I'm going to watch yeah. it because you it's recommended a, Riverdale to me, and I love Riverdale. Now. Oh yeah. So I'm. Going and to the watch great thing about Riverdale is they're all over age. <laughs> so you're grand. You don't so have to worry. You're not feeling like weird about it. No. You're like yeah. no, they're they're like two years younger than me. So you're like Jughead <laughs> is my age, so it's fine that he's 17 in the show, and other. 
related yeah. anyway because yeah. yeah. I was freaked out about the Cole Sprouse thing I was like oh dear and then yeah. I was saying to my little sister and she's like you're safe you are it's <laughs> fine you yeah. just fancy away yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. oh another thing that he's in that people might know him from is Mad Men where he was Joan's uh, husband who oh, raped her yeah so that's not attractive in that but very no. attractive in the ball type in this <laughs> is he no I thought he was dressed terribly at I every single point I him in this he was wearing like a t-shirt and a blazer the first time he met him in 2017 sports coat I still liked him I think <laughs> really? it's because I keep thinking of the character in the ball type where he plays a lawyer in the company one of the girls works with they're working a women's magazine and he's on the board and they're keeping the relationship a secret but like they both really love each other and they break up during it but they still really love each other and he's really supportive to her about her career and it's a great show really watch the whole really time nice. look at how heartfelt mm. I feel about that <laughs> show yeah you're you're like lighting up like you're it. actually yeah. glowing yeah. talking about this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and he's got a great character in it that you're like the end ends ambiguously because I had to wait for their season 2 renewal mm-hmm. and they got it but like the last scene with him and I was like my heart is slightly breaking here so he okay. brings his A game to that and I think he might bring his A minus game to this. No, he's definitely, he's a solid Hallmark actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it. Who calls lot. himself Mr. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And what's his name in it? Mr. Christmas. Okay, Mr. We're Christmas. We're Mr. Christmas. There's until... Mr. Christmas. Mr. Christmas's. Will we explain the high level plot of it before yes. we get Do you want to yeah. go through it? So I watched this with D one day after work because I was like, I have homework. <laughs> and it's a TV movie about Christmas and she was like let's do it so we, we put it on and it starts out as Jean said with the little opening scene of all the different kind of Christmassy bits it sets the scene very well you're mm-hmm. definitely watching a Christmas film no doubt about yeah. it and um, it's this guy Mr. Christmas whose name I don't remember but Sam and he his entire career is based on giving People like he's a fixer, but for presents, scandal for Christmas, scandal for Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, so he gets like someone is like, My wife is you know, it's our anniversary, and I don't know what to get her, and I'll give you information about her. And you need to use your Christmas, Mr. Christmas brain Mm -hmm. to come up with the best idea. And like, that's that's his job. He sits in a cafe. Oh, his name is Tom, and I have these notes. He's a dreams come true architect. Is that his actual title? Like on his LinkedIn, it would be that. Is that described? Because if I wrote that down, if that came from my head, like I'm on my way to getting a Pulitzer because that's a fucking great phrase. That's that really must nice. be from the movie. That I must don't be from remember the movie. that from the film. That's like a, that's like Cellar Door. I brought Cellar yeah. Door up the last time I was here as well. Yeah. I don't Did know. Did you watch Giant yeah. <laughs> No. Mm-hmm. I just always have it in my brain. Yeah. But yeah, like he, he's just like a corporate Santa go-between guy. Mm-hmm. And people really seem to pick up what he's putting down like he's a, he, he's a booming business he has a really nice gaff really does. nice house oh I like that little walk up yeah it's lovely mm. it's really nice that walk up meant before this movie I presume that's one yeah walk up mm. is just an apartment that you, there's no lift yeah mm. okay. so you've like you know or there's like a few steps mm. so a friend of his from college mm-hmm. Paul, who they're not really friends they're in the same frat yeah shows up and is like oh I need to get my girlfriend a present that makes her realise I'm the one can Mm -hmm. you do it because we're drifting apart a little bit yeah she's after moving to Chicago to be with him or something isn't it yeah Mm. and set up her shelter or whatever and he's like he's big into his Fitbit and he's really regimented and he has a Bluetooth headset on all the time he also says 100% oh yeah more than once that's like a thing he says yeah which I'm not a fan of 
No. Took me like I've warmed to him a bit towards the end, but it took a very long time. Well, I think he like, is my favorite character. Really? Yeah. He's always <laughs> taking conference calls and yeah. stuff. He's really yeah. bad at managing his time because he's always gotten to do something else and mm. you're like in and like he stands this woman up like five times and he's mm. like, I really wanna be with her, but I'm gonna bail on dates. Yeah. Yeah. Dates in a row, like but. And there's another character and who's an ex client of Mr. Christmas's. Oh, I like her. I liked her. And she's yeah. like basically full on sexually harassing him. And <laughs> it's actually kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's um, she's trying to get him to work with her more, like go out with her. And he's mm. just like, he's being very professional, just being like, mm, just smiling at her like, yeah. OK, well, I'm glad I helped you out getting your mom a present. Um, guess our service is over. And she's like, you're not getting away from me that easy. Yeah. Like, come to my house. It's. You love it. It's Christmasy. You'll oh, yeah. love it. It's she very big, and my mom's not home. <laughs> she shows up to the cafe where he works gaff. from. Yeah, <laughs> and she shows up to the cafe where he works from, and she's like, "I just knew you'd be here." And he's like, "A simple phone call would have been sufficient." And he's it's very like, business. Uh, like he's makes his intentions clear. He's not going to. Yeah, Mister Christmas, you know where you stand up, Mister Christmas. That's where he. That's how he got where he is. Yeah, I like. I put on a note in Ireland. A phone call would mean someone died <laughs> if someone rang you. Yeah. Oh, people's people's yeah. phones don't ring anymore. Mm-hmm. People, no. Like I love talking to people over like a landline but like people just don't pick it up when you ring them anymore. Mm-hmm. No. Like that's my favourite thing to do in work. So I'm just going to ring this person because I have carpal tunnel and <laughs> in my hand. I can't type out email and like people just won't pick up and won't talk to you. So, I like to answer the phone. I like talking on landlines. I used to hate talking on landlines, but now I like it a lot more. I think once you do it more and you have maybe a couple of calls with like especially in work and you have a call and you have a nice a nice time and you're like, "Oh, I can do this." Mm. Cuz I it's, it's it is intimidating if you don't do it a lot, but I do it a lot in work. I um, really enjoy doing it like with revenue and stuff. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, especially when like, you're a really nice person and you're using have... a work phone and you're like, "I'm not fucking getting off the line." <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like press one for this plus one two I'm like I'm waiting for option number eight where this phone just rings out that's so, what I want yeah, yeah I want a physical human being to be like well, I just don't understand what's happening here so or I can bring my mom my mom comes out with me and I just start complaining oh he oh something else she wants to take him for a thank you dinner and he says your ample fee was payment enough Mr. Christmas is dealing with an onslaught of sexual harassment here. Mm. Like he's very handsome in like a sturdy man way. Like, but oh, I thought he was really good looking. Alan. He was not for me. I'm, no, he's too much of a man. If you get me, he's very preppy. Yeah, and that's just not what I'm into. It's yeah. not my type for of in boy terms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, she was really thirsty for him. And she she's kind was. of a, a cool character throughout. And the girlfriend of Paul. Jenny. Who's, so the whole thing is that he is getting to know Jenny because mm-hmm. Paul has entrusted him with the mission of finding a really good Christmas present for her. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks a present can help with the rush in their relationship. Yeah. So he gets Paul to fill out a questionnaire, which Paul is terrible at. He doesn't know her favourite film and no. stuff like that. He leaves loads of stuff blank and puts question marks in some mm-hmm. of the boxes and stuff. But as Mr. Christmas um, slash Tom starts researching Jenny, he realizes that he's kind of fallen for her because mm-hmm. she works for a nonprofit. It's yeah. co- it's a shelter of some type. I don't see her doing a lot of anything in that way in her the job. She kind of just sits at a desk. Is it like they rehome 
families or something? Yeah, it's like a shelter and there's a network, but there's yeah. only one and it's in LA and she's come to set up the new one. And she's kind of like... I guess she's still setting it up. So Yeah. yeah. But she has a fancy office already that she lives above. Yeah, I think she just bought a house maybe yeah. or rented a house. And yeah. But yeah, so she's really, he really likes her. And he starts reading her favourite book, The Giver. Yeah. Have you yeah. read that? Do you know what it's about? I meant to I Google it and I put down read this book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to Google I it think well. it's one of those like American books like um, Ender's Game or some shit that people. Uh, okay. I don't know. Is Ender's Game popular? I don't know. Do you Ender's Game certain, was huge, but now. Do you remember The Velveteen Rabbit? Like that's just not popular yeah. here. Oh, but it's yeah. like popular over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like one of those books that they read in school or some shit. Ender's Game is very popular here, but with nerds. Oh, I, right. read, I read it twice. But the guy who wrote it is a crazy homophobe Mormon now mm. so nobody reads it anymore mm. but it is a good because I remember when that came out book. people were like nobody outside of America knows what this is the yeah. movie like yeah. it had no literacy outside mm-hmm. of yeah um, the states so yeah, he starts falling for her so they go for dinner at her place yeah and yeah. she doesn't realise that he's Mr. Christmas she thinks it's just two pals and the boyfriend mentions how he's an event planner yeah but he just says oh I'm a consultant and then she's mm. like what do you consult and he goes event planning and I was like consultants do events I was just thinking I was like I don't know if I trust anyone in Accenture with buying balloons they said he he said he's a consultant no. for like branding and outreach vague enough things. so yeah also she's like it's like up. the LinkedIn of someone job hunting yeah exactly she, just broad they, yeah, broad strokes the way they lit her up in that, that scene she's like glowing like an angel mm. yeah he's they like they made her gorgeous in that scene I understand yeah. love at first sight because of this yeah. movie <laughs> um Yes, they go for dinner and then Jenny's like, actually, I need help running, uh, putting on a fundraiser. And the boyfriend is like, do it because you're going to get to know her better. It'll be a good opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, and Mr. Christmas goes along with it, even though it's crossing a professional line for Mm -hmm. him. Which is something that he's really passionate about, as we've pointed out already. He is very pent up and straight laced. He probably could do it being brought out of a shell a bit. He needs to chill. Have a weed, maybe. I also noticed twice in this movie, I think there was a close up of pouring wine, which I thought was a bit unusual. Hmm. For like a TV movie, yeah. Mm. For Hallmark especially, there's not much drinking in them. People no. people like raise glasses to each other at parties, but they don't really... They're kind of, yeah, because they're drink. for everyone to watch and they don't want people to be mad. Maybe it's like a post-Good Wife thing. Oh, yeah. To show how she's relatable and businessy and independent. Yeah, that's... And there's also a thing where they go for coffee or something the next yeah. day and... They're walking around out there or something. And he wears another um, terrible jumper in that one as well. It's one of those ones with the collar that comes across I each other. I hate that jumper. I was nice. saying to Dee that I <laughs> hate it so much. It makes you look like you're swaddled. I have the following <laughs> notes. Wow, cafe, dash, amazing jumper, dash, <laughs> sexy Christmas. <laughs> no, Jean, I think like the one thing this podcast has proven is that like my libido. Sky high. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a there's a problem. Yeah, it's a lot of there's a lot of generic, um, but they're cast for a reason. You know, people do like them. There's an appetite out there. I like them. I think they're very specific because you know, like say like Brad Pitt or George Clooney, everybody agrees that they're handsome. Yeah, I cannot believe Brad Pitt is in his fifties. He's looking great. Whereas like the guys in this, I never see it in the guys in this. No, the women are all are all amazingly beautiful. I think that Jenny has fillers. Yeah. And I don't think they're good. <laughs> um, I've like fancied most of the male actors in all these movies we've done. Yeah, and I, I've been like, 
them. Yeah, every episode. But nobody else heard. Really yeah. Except Caroline. And she, me and her agreed that oh, Sean guys in that Farris one. was like, yeah, yeah. we were like, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I've, um, but like my ideal man is Patrick Wilson. Okay. Yeah, oh, so Patrick I'm like, Wilson from The Conjuring? Yeah. He's really good looking. That's the same, he falls into the same bracket. It's like a, a man who would buy an expensive coat, like a camel, like a, a good coat, maybe just dependable, dependably hot, like not scarily hot, but like. Yeah, I think I'm, this is my thing. Like, mm. I'm really scruffy, so maybe they like my opposite. <laughs> um, yeah, just um, someone who has like really good um, condiments in their house and a, like really good selection of spices. Someone's Spice just together. Yeah, you know? I think like that's my... With Did you ever read that article by... It's my sexual um, fantasy. <laughs> was it Bim Adewumne? Hillary Revenue for me. Yeah. What? You know Bim Adewumne? Yeah. She wrote an article about like types of attractive man. Oh, and one and of them was a man in his 30s who owns a rug. Is that the kind of thing Patrick yeah, Wilson Yeah, capable is? and like maybe... So you said rug and I just imagined having sex with Patrick Wilson. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so... I'm going to stop... But he'd have a rug, I'm going to stop it. saying nouns right now. <laughs> No, it's too much for it. Yeah, yeah it's too much yeah. for me. Too much. These generic males. <laughs> oh God, they're all you nice don't and see tall. many of them in Dublin because they're all growing fucking horrible facial hair that doesn't suit them. You, yeah. Oh, listen, you don't see like beards aren't. They don't. They don't work for everybody, and I don't know why people think that they do. They just don't. It's because it's not even that they think the beard works, and they're too lazy oh. to do the clean shave. Alan, this is in no way. No. You're sitting here red. <laughs> With your beard. You I was talking no. about like fuck boys in Dublin. Yeah, um, but they get a really short haircut with like a fade and all that stuff. But then they have a beard like a fisherman. Okay. And it looks weird. Yeah. Because they have like really like World War Two soldier hair. And then like Man of the Woods, John, Father John Misty mm-hmm. beard. I think like I mentioned this in another podcast about how I met a dermatologist who worked for Creme de la Mer once in my past life and walked up to her to ask, talk to her request or get an interview quote from her or whatever and she took one look at me and this was like 2013 and she's because your boyfriend has a beard and I was like whoa <laughs> that's how sh- fucked up your skin is on a micro level um, mm. yeah she just knew from my looking at my face that my boyfriend had a beard whoa. so me and Dan haven't kissed on a mad since <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do <laughs> oh my god that's crazy. That's like um, that's like a really cool power to have. If you didn't tell anyone what your job was and you were able to, to like drop in those spooky skin mm. secrets, people would be thinking you're a witch or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, they do work with potions and all that. That's sort of true. Crime. Yeah, it's mm. like a what's the word? Alchemist. Yeah. 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 But yeah. And also, I thought what was really cool in this movie was ASMR yes. plays a huge part. That that's the first mention I've seen yeah. of it in a mainstream in anything. outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool because I love ASMR. Mm. Do so, you guys ever watch any ASMR? I've tried them out. I, like I, them. I got a little bit scared by how well it worked, that the actual tingles happened. Oh, and you were like, I am I know now it's too powerful for me. Yeah, there was yeah. a haircut one that was like... Oh, oh yeah, weird. no. There's a haircut one that gets scary. It's like yeah. when you have morphine after surgery and you don't want to leave the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kinda, yeah, you're like, this is my life now. You're I'm, like, happy here. I'm yeah. really sick. Keep me here longer. Give me more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk about ASMR because um, what's our girl named again? Jenny, Jenny complains. To Jenny's talking about Paul's really stressed all the time and and has to watch ASMR to go to but bed. But he makes her watch them with him. Yeah, which is, which we- is I think weird. that's weird. 
I think that is weird. I think yeah. the ASMR is very individualized. Especially experience. if it's one of like the mouth sound ones, which I don't like. Oh no, I like the ones where it's somebody like I'm not gonna do it now. But it's like where they have a hairbrush and they, they just are like moving the bristles with their hand and yeah. stuff like right, that. Yeah, the fingernails on wood. Ones. I like the whispering ones too. They're creepy like but they work. They do, yeah. But I thought that was cool. It was like, mm. but I wonder will it date the movie in a few years to come? Like, I it's love like movies that date themselves. Like, it's because yeah. I'm a fan. It's of a challenge to yourself. You're like, when is this from? You're like trying mm. to remember. Yeah. Like fidget spinners, if they were in a Hallmark movie, yeah, you'd be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, been or sexual for, like... harassment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that. Maybe one. so. I have a note here about this whole coffee place scene where she's like revealing she's bad mouthing her boyfriend basically mm. being a Bitch. Sorry. So I go, he is actually falling in love with her as she sips coffee. I paused the movie, full stop. I thought that was great. Um, I don't know. I when just did you really pause like, it? Because I was like, whoa. Because you lo- were like, they, he's into her. I love this film. Like, I was so into it. And I think it's because the production value in this was like. The cinematography is really good in this one. It's, it's, the, best, it's the best one we've seen, I think. Yeah, like, the, and so many. You were thought, you said you were looking for a movie with loads of Christmas decorations from the start yeah. and this one yeah. delivered it was very ostentatious yeah mm-hmm. they like very. they pulled they out there was a bubble in every scene I think yeah they at least really one bubble yeah but it was very fancy mm-hmm. so she starts Skyping her best friend oh my god can we, I just say something about this bit yeah her best friend could have so many problems because I, and her and Jenny would never know because Jenny never asks her best friend. Oh, any it's Rory questions. and Lane syndrome. That's exactly it. Yeah. I, me and you were watching it and we were like, Jenny is so rude. <laughs> this is such a one-sided friendship. Yes, we never saw the start of those conversations. So maybe they, they take turns. It was just her being like, I feel so bad, and she's like, Girl, it's it's fine. You'll be fine. And yeah. then Jenny's like, I love you, bye, and just goes in the <laughs> laptop before she says bye. Even yeah, yeah. Uh, what oh, did you think of them? The friendship. I thought the friend, I would have liked her to have a subplot as well, but I understand. She seemed cool. I wanted yeah, I liked to... her. I guess. Yeah. I liked her lipstick and stuff. And she Me too. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And um, she, yeah, she seemed like a really fun friend to have. Yeah. She was, had a good sense of humor. Like she was the funniest person in the thing. So yeah. Mr. Christmas has found a venue for the fundraiser and mm-hmm. it's his client who's called Victoria. It's her family home. Mm-hmm. And it's like this oldish museum type house, and it's perfect for. Does it seem event. like overkill for a domestic, like a domestic violence shelter? I think fundraiser. it's a bit weird to be having. First of all, so close to Christmas. So no, not even close to Christmas, but it's that starting out with charity. I feel like starting out with a gala is uh, upside down to me. Yeah, <laughs> like I think there's. Does it, the logistics of this film really bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this doesn't... I know you're not supposed to be like, wow, what a realistic, gritty Hallmark Christmas <laughs> movie. But I was still a bit like, I don't know, it's a bit of a bad look to be like, I'm going to do this big fucking party before I even have presents in Chicago. Like, nobody... That money could have gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. She embezzled it. Maybe. But yeah, like the house is nice though. And it it kind of reminded me of like the inn in Gilmore Girls, a lot of dark wood yeah, and stuff. Yeah, actually. And then, uh, what was the friend, was her name Victoria? Victoria, yeah. Mm-hmm. She tells them a story about a love triangle which ends in a murder-suicide and the destruction of Chicago. Very and intense. In an ordinary film that would be foreshadowing. Victoria's an intense woman. But it's yeah. not foreshadowing. Yeah. Unfortunately, that would have been cool if it was. Do you know what, Victoria can't read um, social settings. <laughs> no. Like she, thinks no. The, like, she thinks the guy she employed should want to shag her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... 
she's telling everyone about a murderer when they're doing a tour of a house for a venue. Yeah. For like a kind of a festive fun time. And then she's like, and then everyone dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think she's just a bit odd. I like yeah. her. Yeah. She's herself. Mm. Yeah. She's her attendant. A very, self. very rich person with no consequences or anything in her life. Exactly. That's who she, that's who she is. She's living her truth. So she's living in it. She's like taking a bath in it. You know? <laughs> she's throwing down a bath bomb. She's just no. letting it all fizz up. And she's very fancy. And she's talking about the party to Jenny. And I think Jenny gets vibes from her that she has a thing for Tom. Mm. And then Jenny and her are talking and it makes... She, they both know that he's like a person of interest for both of them, but they, neither of them really say it. But mm. I think Victoria does back off pretty oh, well, quickly. She's, yeah, she does, she's yeah. very noble in that respect. Mm. Yeah. yeah, she does. Like she's like, I'm going to stop harassing this man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop behaving really badly. <laughs> Jenny then and um, Tom start chatting more, and she starts to reveal her past and her connection with Chicago. Oh yeah, when and they're sitting they in the front of the fire. Yeah, and they start to talk about her dad. Her parents broke up, but her dad was a musician. And she doesn't have jazz. any of his music. Mm. And mm. he died a few years ago. And, you know. In a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. Her and parents then, split up because he loved the blues too much, is what I took from it. He was just too into the blues. So was, they had split up. Yeah, like his mom, the her mom was like, I can't put the saxophone please yeah. put it down yeah for oh, one there's a, second there's actually there's a scene before that which I think was important it's when they go to her office first oh shows yeah the office. yeah and did you watch The Handmaid's Tale yeah no well I watched up until the, I watched episode 5 the scene where she like mounts the um, driver and you're meant to be like whoa feminism and I was turned it off I was like diverging too much from the book here goodbye okay so, so oh that's there's a scene oh, I don't want to um, you know the scene where she's in a diner with her husband when he's when he's married to someone else and they basically talk through their affair before they have it. Oh yeah, they have meet for coffee or yeah, some Yeah, and they're, like, they're talking yeah. through every step of what they would do. Wouldn't it be funny yeah. if we did this the whole way up and then they back yeah. off it? The office scene, this is exactly like that. They're they're both totally know that they're into each other. And they're like, just completely flirting with each other. There is openly, big flirting, yeah. Just openly admitting that, or not without saying it out loud. Yeah. And it's basically the Handmaid's Tale. I like so to think, think it's like that. Maybe it was a crossover. Maybe, maybe this is a prequel. Oh my four god, yeah. it gets very dark. Yeah, no. I would just like to say on the record for 2017, I thought the Hamid's Tale was the biggest load of bollocks and moving on. I know no, you liked it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah I just, I just. I couldn't. haven't read the book though yet. So, book See, is I really like the book and I've seen and read articles about the TV series. I know it's not the same as watching it. It's not something that I want. And then as well, it annoyed me when everyone was like, oh, imagine if the world was this bad for him. And I'm like, oh, it, it is. Like it's pretty yeah, bad. People are like, oh God, imagine if women couldn't um, drive or vote and couldn't get access to their money. And I'm like, oh, you should click on the international tab of a news website. <laughs> just give it a yeah. shot. Yeah, give it a go. Try that. Yeah. yeah. I actually taught Laura Kendi's article in the Irish Times where she says Ireland, people are like, Ireland's a dystopia. She's like, no, we're coming out of a dystopia. Yeah. And I thought that was just a really thing about the Handmaid's Tale, all these white women suddenly acting insecure. Mm. And you're like, the Magdalene Laundry's happened a <laughs> few seconds ago. Like, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. just a bit like, I think people love to catastrophize yeah. their own lives and you're like, you're actually fucking fine. Yeah. So It's like every generation thinks it's the most special and the stuff that happens is the most important and world changing when it's yeah. not true. And also like, they all think the generation after them is the worst. Like even the ancient yeah. Greeks had like polemics about how the younger generation were the youth of today. The flighty, yeah. I and love the youth of today. I do too. They're much better than us. 
They're, they're so woke. They all know how to do really good makeup now. They're so yeah. woke. They look amazing yeah. and um, well like, informed. If you, look, if you yeah. look at them funny, they'll tell you to fuck off. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was more danger like that. in their jeans. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love those kids. But love anyway. those, oh, those, those kids. I love them. So he goes home and he writes perfect on her picture on his board. With oh, an exclamation yes. Which was mark. a bit weird, I thought. This yeah. film is weird. But, I'm okay. I should probably be like, I don't. Yeah, cards on the table. Don't like Christmas movies, Hallmark Christmas. Like I don't. Ooh. I watch them to be like, this is shy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I probably am being very rude on your podcast, and I'm sorry. But I don't want to be saying stuff without explaining that. That's what my we don't stance is. Voices here, no. so go. Thank on. you. Yeah, free speech opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I like watching them because they're funny. Mm. But then I get to a point sometimes where it veers off into just bad. Mm-hmm. Did you like the fact that um, he has an atlas over his bed? Uh, I didn't notice that actually, yeah. Because he loves the world and he loves the Because as well as being Mr. Christmas, he's also Mr. Worldwide. He is Pitbull. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Dolly. <laughs> yeah. He looks great for yeah. Pitbull. <laughs> Maybe looks, Pitbull wears a bald cap Pitbull. the whole time. <laughs> so Jenny like starts knocking on the door and she's like, I'm here. And he's like, runs out to meet her and he's not wearing a top. And he I answers was, the door in his boxers. Yeah, no matter yeah. who he thought was there, that was inappropriate. Maybe he was waiting for delivery. Oh, and but if yeah. a deliv- like if you were a delivery person and you had like an Amazon package or whatever, and it, it would just be a bit weird. Like, put a t-shirt on. Yeah. So she comes into the uh, apartment, but hasn't he got like a mood board over on the wall? So he's got to distract her. Yeah. With all her like, and it's six thirty in the morning, and she has full makeup. Oh, she's ready for coffee. the day. Like hair done. Glam yeah. squad has arrived and gone. Yeah. You know? Oh, when he distracts her um, and he's taking down his mood board, he leaves the picture of her to last. That would be the first thing I would take down. Yeah. yeah because anything else could be explained away. She'd go, oh yeah, I like that book. That's what gets me is yeah. like, I'm like, why? It's, I, I don't want to get out I mean, he's Mr. Christmas, much. not Mr. Covering His Arse, I guess. But he's Mr. Christmas and I feel like essentially a big part of Mr. Christmas is having cop on as a, <laughs> as like a, an innate quality and he just doesn't have any of it. Yeah. Silly Billy. <laughs> um, Victoria then has them all over for dinner and the boyfriend Paul comes along. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, there's a close up of wine. Because mm. it's sophisticated and it's Christmas time. And he starts talking about his plan for the future, Paul does, and he's mm. like, drops a bomb. He wants five kids, and Jenny's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me first. She's <laughs> the one who has to yeah. do the thing. Yeah. Like, that's um, five bounce backs for my vagina Ooh. to be dealing with in their 30s. Like. Incrementally harder as they go on. Yeah. Like. And Victoria is like turned on by this because Victoria like just wants tick and boxes and she just goes, quite the itch, a man with a plan for the future. She's very businesslike, mm. but in a different way to Mr. Christmas. Yeah. She's more like, I see an opportunity because I'm wily, whereas Mr. Christmas is like, no, thank you. No yeah. sex, thank you. <laughs> So in the car on the way home, Jenny and Paul talk about this and she says they're like, what? I'm not having five kids. I'm kind of embarrassed that you brought this up. Yeah. yeah. It made me be like suddenly a barefoot mother of five. <laughs> and yeah. then um, the pal over Skype is all like, yeah, hook up with Tom. Yeah. Is oh, he hot? Before that, <laughs> yeah. um, Victoria says to Tom, because he's staying over, she says, pick, pick whichever room suits your mood. Which is a good line. That's another. That's a good Victoria line. Yeah, Victoria is very. She's like, I'm going to try and think of the most sensual thing yeah. to say. Also, um, Paul also says a hundred percent once more in the car on the way home. Yeah. He says it sincerely that time. 
Oof. which is nice. And then the next day, Jenny and um, the Mr. Christmas, Tom. They go record shopping, don't yeah. they? Yeah. And they're trying to find her dad's record and the staff are really nice there because Played Tom's by Tina Fey, but like a swing music Tina Fey. She's looked really cool. Yeah. yeah. She looked deadly. And mm. they know Tom in there. So Tom's like customer. They yeah. like him. Tom seems to be really well liked even at the start of the movie in the cafe. It was all like, mm. hey, I'm, this is my office out of my home. You know, yeah. when I want a break. And from doing freelancing, it is nice actually to work in a cafe. Is it? But usually I would work in a Starbucks because they don't kick you out if you only get one drink and stay for three and a half hours. <laughs> and then Tom bails on Jenny. They're meant to do a walking pizza tour. Which mm. he brought up twice. Appreciate that now. Yeah. Yeah. Then Tom, no, then... Yeah, Tom goes on it with her and they bond even more. And mm. I saw some repeating shots here from a Heavenly Christmas. I'm going to have to double check that. Really? There's definitely some stock footage action going on. Oh, because Chicago is a Heavenly Christmas as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It actually reminded me a lot of um, Master of None season two. Did you watch I any of that? I haven't watched it. But there's a, a very long episode where uh, Aziz Ansari's character goes on basically a date with someone's girlfriend mm-hmm. that she's been planning to do with her boyfriend but he's just too busy. And oh. it's very similar in terms of like tone and how it looks and stuff. Yeah. Reminded me of it a lot. So it's, it's pulling from good places, I think. So then they kiss. Yeah. But immediately she regrets it. She's like, no, what the oh, hell? Oh, yeah. 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 And so that scene is beautifully lit with a lot of Christmas lights all mm. fuzzy in the background. It's like, yeah, that's it's the Christmas scene. Loved it. The twinkles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what so I wanted. So Paul then starts bothering Tom and he's like, where is the gift? And Tom's just like. Because it's like, oh, a week away or whatever. Like, yeah. the time is And also ticking. Tom's like, mm. torn. Mm. Like, his. His loyalties are split completely. And I just kept thinking like, Paul's like, ooh, like, I want to get her the gift. And I'm like, I just have here, just buy her fucking diamonds or a load of gold. <laughs> or a Bitcoin. A single Bitcoin. A single Bitcoin <laughs> for my love. <laughs> I knew someone who bought Bitcoin years say ago. I'll have to get in touch with him Bitcoin. and ask him, how's yeah. it going? How's it going? Uh, how you buy a house? <laughs> I mean, like, if you, I'd, I'm not going to talk about Bitcoin, but yeah, like, that'd be a gas present to get. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny. And it turns out this gift is to guarantee an engage, engagement. Is that from the he start? Wants, or? Yeah, he kind of hinted at it, but he, he, yeah. he definitely nailed it down at that point. Yeah, he movie. said it out loud then. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is because I can't see myself doing any better. He said something like that. Mm. Like, like she's the best and mm. I want to get her a good present. And I think that when Tom finds out that the boyfriend Paul is planning this, he kind of loses it and does he ask her, him to name a few of her favourite songs like you don't know this girl yeah. and your man says Journey is her favourite song yeah. and he just goes, that's nobody's favourite song. Yeah. That made me laugh. Yeah. That was really was good. Like, that was excellent. Yeah. Um, that was funny. So, yeah, then she's back on Skype to her mate yeah and I think she's talking about the whole thing and she feels guilty but also that it was nice and she liked it so mm. then Paul proposes and she was really she does a really nice refusal yeah. she gets down to his level and she's like we both held on too tight and Tom does a really good job here acting they I all think. do actually no, Paul. that was Paul's really good I think he's the best actor that, I, that, that was the bit that got me actually welled up that one yeah that was a good scene yeah I thought they both behaved like adults there mm-hmm <laughs> It was just very um, measured and normal, you know. Yeah. Now, at this point in the film, I kind of thought, okay, so the way is clear. That's the conflict on the way is clear. I completely forgot that she didn't know about his job and might react badly to yeah. his job. It, it actually yeah. took me by surprise then when she finds out, which happens just then. She sees it as fraud. Yeah. 
She's very angry. She comes over mm-hmm. to his house mm-hmm. and is like, I thought that we were hanging out and you were getting to know me because you, you actually were interested in me, but it was for work and it, I'm really upset. And then she finds some of the, like she finds the dossier about herself, yeah. doesn't she? So how do you feel about his job? Do you think it is a, like a dishonest, Personal weird kind of job? Yeah, it's just personal shopping. Do you think the fact that the person doesn't know that it was bought by someone else? Yeah, but like it? you walk into a jewellery shop, you're a man. Hmm. You might not know what you're not- your girlfriend likes. And then it's going to the effort to try, even if it's the idea doesn't come from you. At least you've tried to make some get something unique to them. You know, hmm. who has the, I mean, it's good if your time's short. Guess what I'm getting down for Christmas? I'm going to share in podcast because you'll be out by then. Yeah. Next Friday, we're going horseback riding. That's so cool. Yeah. Are you going like on a beach or on a mountain? We're going up um, at the edge of the Dublin mountains. But Dan's always joking. Like, I'm always like, what will I get you for this? And he goes like, get me a pony. And it's like a running joke for the past few years. So I'm going to be like, hire the pony. That's unreal. Yeah. So it's only 55 euro each. It's a perfect Christmas gift. Yeah. That'll yeah. be such a fun day as well. Yeah. Because originally get, like, I was going to like get him like a two hour lesson on his own. I was like, I'll just be taking fucking <laughs> pictures for two hours at the yeah. side and then I was like I'm getting in on this game mm-hmm. and get then I was like actually after. it's going to be what? Got a pub lunch after your horseback ride and you're like oh I'm wrecked Oh but the, sending the email was so funny Hello I would like to book a beginner's writing lesson for my boyfriend <laughs> 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 I, was like, I was like I am enjoying this so much <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good yeah. oh my god there's so much potential in that I that entire so thing yeah. I can't wait to show him the email frame it like, I, I was doing that yeah. I like, did it purposely like that I was just like <laughs> going full on he needs it <coughs> yeah. my, he's, he's, <laughs> he really needs that yeah, like, like, like ASAP <laughs> um, but he's tries to justify it a bit doesn't he yeah no he doesn't I don't think it's it depends it's like his job is dishonest, yeah, but it comes from a good place. I think it's a weird job to have. I don't understand. It's not just Christmas presents, though. It's, um, it's any gift, like anniversary yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. But like... He just comes into his own in the festive time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's the worst job in the world. Yeah. I guess if you're like, okay, my you're wife You're not like putting likes... ads on Breitbart, like, you know? Yeah. Like, there's way worse jobs. I guess if you came to me, like, my wife likes this, this and this. I don't know what the websites were, places that have these are. Can you find yeah. me something? That's probably okay. Yeah. Whereas just stalking a person for weeks to find what they're like is a bit different. got too involved in this one because usually you yeah. filled out a survey. That yeah. was the thing. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't usually have crossed this line. He wouldn't have met the person even he would have just had that paper information yeah well he was following her around first no but I mean like he two. wouldn't do that with a normal client do you know because it was a rush job yeah and he also yeah. happened to lie about being an event planner mm-hmm. and got involved in planning the Christmas party otherwise he, it would just be very distant very Mr. Business Christmas yeah Mr. Chris Mr. Mr. Business Christmas Mr. Bu- I'm Mr. Business, business Christmas <laughs> so then Jenny has the gala in Victoria's house yeah. and it's all going grand. Mm-hmm. Suspiciously did well the implant so close to Christmas. She yeah. makes a really weird speech. That It should not plan that out. Yeah, yeah. she didn't have notes of there or anything. Mm. No. Um, we'll see how long the charity lasts. <laughs> but, um, I hope it has a registered number. 
Next okay. thing, outside in the courtyard of the house, I actually was like, the end of it, I thought it was fucking amazing. I was like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that was, is, this is so good. Pure Christmas decorations yeah. porn. She's walking out. I have decor porn, porn down as yeah. well. So she walks out and um, it's this beautifully lit. There's weird extras hanging around. I'm like, why are they a witness to this? Yeah. But I yeah. would leave that aside. And she walks out and there's a guy playing guitar a jazz musician who knew her father and her dad's record is playing. He found mm. the one, one of the very few records left. Mm. Yeah, it, that was the actual harmonica player from, that played with the her band. dad. Yeah. Sam Baker. Yeah. Who, who's also named the editor of thepool.com oh, yeah. as well. It's oh. weird. Moonlighting. But moonlighting as a jazz, so, as a jazz Yeah, and that's player. playing. It's the first time she's heard her father's voice in 20 years. And mm-hmm. also, it was a fucking amazing gift. Tom and yeah. Paul are both there doing like tambourine yeah. Yeah. and stuff. And, Paul really was because a bit before that Paul was met Tom jogging and they were talking and he was like no if you really like her you should go for it which I think was really big of him mm. he goes he, he wants ha- Jenny to be happy and he goes why do we all have to be miserable yeah once he accepted I, that's it that's why Paul's he the best really the accepted best it yeah. Yeah. yeah it was really mature yeah so, so um, Mr. Christmas and Jenny kiss mm-hmm. yeah. and it's beautiful and they're dancing yeah, and you're but, like oh, they're kind of consummate that relationship. But it also has a Hallmark movie trope where two people shift in front of a recent ex. Oh, it's good cuckolding. Yeah, who claps? He clapped. Yeah, this, so he's just maybe he's just quite emotionally developed. He just, he just you loves know? love. Yeah, and he yeah. wants it for himself. Yeah. But Victoria and Paul then connect. Oh yeah. my god, that was my favorite bit of the movie because you see at the end of the movie everyone's having cute Christmassy times and yeah. Victoria and Paul are going out now and Victoria's really chill and she's usually really prim but she's just in like a, one of his t-shirts and has her hair all like wavy and they're both watching an ASMR video. Yeah. And the breadcrumbs were there for them to get together. Yeah. She was in, like he loved her house. She mm-hmm. liked that he like wanted five kids. And that he was a that's, business That's two man. things. That's like one thing more than most couples have. Exactly. In common. So that was good. Yeah, they're, so. they're very millennial actually and now she's Mrs. ASL. Christmas yeah. Jenny's Mrs. Christmas yeah <laughs> yeah. I like the it. end I like this one a lot actually oh shit sorry I just got a whatsapp there from someone I don't want to respond to that's okay <laughs> just have you read it no you're fine no. Yeah. and we won't say what time we're recording this it necessitates this a reply yeah stress no, they're not going to listen to this no yeah they're, they're one of those friends <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like oh good do not support it no, everyone's busy. Like, who yeah. The yeah, no, I actually, it's just like, it's an awkward thing to reply to. I got you. Yeah. So that's a perfect Christmas present yeah. slash gift. Yeah. It's called both. Slash Jean bitch. Slash <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I loved it. I really liked it as well. Um, I think, Ellen, would you watch it again? No. You wouldn't? Oh, I would buy it on DVD. No. I There's very few films that I like to rewatch and they usually are ones from when I was small because I want to feel Okay. Cozy. But I don't really rewatch movies. Did you like it then? Yeah, it was like I was entertained. Okay. I thought I I don't no. I no. If I was flicking through and I saw, oh, a perfect Christmas gift is on, I'd go, Oh, I'll leave that on so if I was looking for something to did watch. Did you like it, Alan? I did, I liked it a lot. I think mm. that and Undercover Christmas were probably my two favourites of the ten we did. Wow. Yeah. That's high praise. I think this yeah. is one of the best. I mm. loved it. I think it's because I love Sam Page, Samuel Page, and I put down a. I even have a quote. <laughs> to give him a full name. <laughs> I even have a quote. I like his mouth. <laughs> that's how. Oh yeah, a little kind of heart shaped. Yeah, I was into fucker. this movie. Yeah. His mouth is really small. Yeah. His mouth is like I don't know if he's ever watched SpongeBob. I got told I had a real small mouth lately, and I really don't know what. I have to a make tiny mouth. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> the struggle is real. My mouth is huge. 
<laughs> so, I, I mean, everyone has to cross the bear. My sister yeah. got, told me to like do a scream and open my mouth as wide as I could once for a photo, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and that's it. It's I you can't even fit like just a for plum people at home. It is open. quite small. It's smaller than a plum. Oh, you can fit a plum in there. I can fit probably an, a, like a Windows, like an apple. I could put an apple yeah. in my mouth. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I don't have an apple. <laughs> I don't have one on hand. I'm like staring at your jaw now. You're like, yeah, no. I, I'm doing a Victoria on it, just like invading your personal space. Oh my god, staring. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Stop. I don't want to come to your mansion for dinner. I'm really uncomfortable. No, but it was cute and stuff. I I thought, um, that Jenny was not very good at acting. I, I think it's because Eloise I'm co- Mumford from Christmas at Hollywood she would have been great in this I role. actually thought the two of them were to go you talking about Sam Page they were the two that made me feel funny every time they were on screen talking um, and Eloise Christmas Mumford for Holly, and yeah. Tara Holt yeah they were just very magnetic I thought as a straight man yeah that yeah. was a good one that was that was high production values mm. as well yeah but this one definitely like looked the richest definitely yeah They're very glossy yeah mm-hmm. and everyone kind of had like Nice coats and bags and real leather, everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Except for that crossover jumper. Oh my God. Which I would like to say I thought was sexy. <laughs> it looks like he's in a bag. It looks like he's in a drawstring bag. Oh, I, <laughs> I thought he was a great lad. I know, he, like, he is nice. He's, yeah, like, there are none of them are bad people. I like Paul and Victoria, though. Mm-hmm. I'd watch a film about them sooner than, I, yeah. But then again, I think I'm coming from, I think I'm expecting too too much or a different thing whereas I think when you're watching these movies you probably need to put on a different hat yeah we're in the zone because I like I, t- I like TV movies I like the funny ones like there's where they're like really big long 90 minute anti-drug PSAs and stuff I think they're really funny yeah but I think the earnestness of the Christmas ones is something that I have to like be mindful before I start to watch it, I'm, I'm like, this, this is a type of thing. I, I I know what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. It's not going to be like a critical success mm-hmm. in my brain, but it'll still be fun and cute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They probably would be divorced now, though. They'll get married and then they'll get divorced in like a year. Um, yeah, he's very... Um, we, we didn't really learn much about him at all. No. No. We didn't at all in any way. Yes. And also, like... He didn't really do any other work during the movie except for that. He had well that. done. Also, he's with a company, isn't he? Is he? I thought he was I thought at the start there was an office. I thought that mm. it, it was just him. I thought it was his house, wasn't he's, it? Yeah, it was just in his house. He's just a freelancer. And I feel like he's not... Because like, as soon as she mentioned her father's album, I was like, well, that's the present you get her. But it took him like a week more to figure that out. Yeah. So... I'm like, Maybe I should miss Christmas. I want to know like what he charges. Is it on a per present or is it on a length of time it takes? Like what are his rates? You yeah. Know? Mm. I'd say it's pretty pricey. What was but your perfect Christmas present that you got? What's the best one you ever got? The best Christmas present I yeah. ever got? Um, I've gotten... I all, The presents I like the most are usually like... Now that I'm older when I was a kid and I got a practical present I'd be like this is so dumb mm-hmm. I did get a cool microscope when I was little cool. I got a, a nature set before that was like came with a pooter that you could like suck up bugs in because that was like my thing that I enjoyed mm-hmm. and like 
a gold crayon for tree bark rubbings and stuff. So I got a few cool kid Christmas presents. Practically at this point, I got I just got a new early Christmas present of a backpack because my back hurts all the time yeah. and it's a North Face one and it makes me feel like I am not carrying anything. I'll have to buy down a backpack for his birthday still. It's really good. You can try it on. It feels great. Gonna follow up with that. What about you? What's your favourite Christmas present? Um, When I was nine or ten, we got a surprise, like a joint surprise between the three of us of a Mega Drive. Oh, that's so exciting. And my parents, they hid it and left um, a letter from Santa on the tree, which we didn't notice. So we don't know the rest of our presents. And And we're happy out. And my father was filming it going, they have to fucking find this Mega Drive soon. Yeah. And they went, what's that letter? We both went, and our heads shot up on the video and then we read the letter and then her head shoot over again to where it is and then we put out the Mega Drive and that was nice um, that's just a good setup as well good job yeah. on your parents mm-hmm. for that so we love that and Carlang when me and Carlang started going out she got me um, when I was going to college she got me a Muppets alarm clock that had an animal teddy with it oh that's cool so I still have those they were my that's little nice. things I love things year. like that where they're useful but they're also like a little nod to stuff that you enjoy. Like yeah. it's an alarm clock, but it's like, it's things I like too. Yeah. I mean, you use it every day. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think, I don't, don't think I've gotten it the perfect one yet, but my sister got me Outlander DVDs last year and they were pretty <laughs> fucking amazing. That's, so I have, that's yeah. a very Jean present. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I have like Outlander and DVD and digital Because if I saw an Outlander DVD, copies. I would think of you yeah. straight so away. Like, so like, I've watched yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, it's gotten its value for money. It's a good, pounds. I've never watched it. It's, it was, I was watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> How long, how many seasons is it? Um, you know? I think the first season, they're like 13 episodes each season. Oh, okay, 13, manageable. Yeah. yeah, manageable, but like, they're very violent. Is there riding and stuff? Oh, so much riding. Okay. But like, there's like, bad riding too, by which oh, I mean. The rape. non-consensual, yeah. yeah. There's like, you know, something for everybody. Yeah, okay. So Our close I'm, personal friend, Rhea Dahl Kennedy, is in the new season. Oh, is she? Yeah. That's God. It was announced the day after we recorded the podcast with her, so mm. we didn't announce it. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, like Katrina Balfe is a beautiful woman and Sam Hewn is a beautiful man. Tobias Menzies in season one and two would. Yeah. We're doing this thing that we did in Juvenalia now where we're coming up to the end of the episode and we just this the last episode, so we don't really want to finish talking. Yeah. Aww. So we're just chatting now. <laughs> we should probably wind it off. Do you think you're going to do it again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and if, I... if we're all in the same country. Yeah. Who yeah. knows what might happen? Yeah. Nothing will happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen. One thing I want to clarify because got a lot of inquiries about this. Oh yeah. Why are you going to do the Netflix movies mm-hmm. that Netflix made? And I was very adamant that we should not do them. And I explained to Alan my reasons why, and I've explained this to my dear listeners why. I'm curious. In that I think Netflix are moving in a territory That's that not they theirs. shouldn't be moving mm-hmm. in on. And like this isn't like me being the people that can be and like no keep it in cinemas I'm like Hallmark and Lifetime have been refining this for years it mm-hmm. is like they have it down to an, an, it's an art to them like they have yeah. it yeah, yeah. Netflix also, just jacked that formula it I is kind of like, shitty yeah. Yeah. yeah it's getting a disproportionate amount of attention as well yeah I think it's because people are like oh it's crazy that mm. these are movies like, so are... the Hallmark films are on Netflix some of them are all yeah. yeah. They've and I just there. feel Netflix moving in on this I didn't like it it's like by local people Mm-hmm. by which I mean watch movies on YouTube in yeah, America yeah. but I'm also just a bit like it's like when you see a, not the Hallmark or a small producer when you see a, one company or two companies doing something really well and then like someone moves in I'm trying to think it's like when tech companies try to get rid of 
cool small things that add cultural value to a neighborhood. Yeah, like mm. that app about the the bodega thing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I kind of feel about it. Yeah, I think so mm. too, and it makes it impersonal nearly then, and it it's just making it like eventually like two companies own and do everything. Yeah. I feel a bit like maybe how comic book fans feel about the Marvel films and everybody being into the Marvel films. It's like oh, like possessive about it, yeah, yeah. Because mm. we we got into this, we started this podcast, but I only got into it because of Gene. So yeah, and Jean's I also like I really like Netflix. I understand they're bringing thing, pe- pe- things into people's home, but like there is the danger of like our culture being decided by an algorithm. Because mm. I remember oh. reading someone telling me that the reason House of Cards happened was people really liked Kevin Spacey on Netflix or something like that. They, they use an algorithm him lot, yeah. to decide. It was him and some other combination. Did it was well. probably like po- like political dramas, and then they were like, "Who's a good, mm. you know?" Who that could be totally made up, and someone said it to yeah. me, but or I must have read it somewhere. But I just think that um, the Hallmark movies now. they do mm. have a formula, mm. but they do it really well, and it's they established a territory yep. at a lifetime. So I kind of feel that Netflix moving in and depriving them of oxygen. I am not a fan. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely... And I would be a big Netflix girl. Oh yeah, me too. Well, big Netflix boy. Um, <laughs> big but, Netflix boy. But when it was just one film, I was like, okay, they're just kind of trying that thing. But then when they had a second one coming out... And they kind of make a mockery of it. And the guy, one of the guys in it is in Obvious Child. He's the really... He's the ma- the boy, the man oh, from Obvious yeah, Child. Oh yeah, he's in the he office He also plays well. um, the male escort in... Um, a something girl. Miss Sloan. I've never seen Miss Sloan. Do you know, I'm going to save you a lot of time here. Don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. It's uh, shite. Okay. It's just not good. Like, right. I was like, oh, sassy woman lobby. And then I was like, this is shit. Yeah. It's also like a really weird movie to watch. Um, it's about gun rights and stuff. And it just, I find it, it's such a live topic. I'm not really into the way they treat it. Okay. I don't, don't, think, I don't think it's treated it with, in the mature nature it deserves. The due respect it should get. Yeah, it's real flashy. It's like watered down um, Sorkin. It's not good. Oh, no. Yeah. Not good. But yeah, so that's why we didn't review the Netflix movies. Yeah. And it is... It's principled. Yeah, it's a principled mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll probably watch them, but I just didn't want to give them the airtime here. They've gotten enough airtime even in this 10-minute rant. Yeah. So... Just watch uh, Princess for Christmas instead of that one. Princess for Christmas is a great movie. It was our first episode. Yeah. Sam Hewn's in it from Outlander. Oh my God, everything is circular. Comes back. Yeah. Everything comes back to Outlander. <laughs> Sam yeah. Hewn. He's really handsome. Oh. Yeah, I'm waiting for one. his um, barber range to hit the Kildare Village now in the next year or so. I'm waiting for that to water down. Trickle down. Does he have clothes? He's like the face of a barber range. Oh. Mm. Very fancy. For, very go. good fit. Good brand fit. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. Okay. Okay. Ellen. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's Do you really mind nice. plug? Um, no. Just no, happy no, to be no, here. Another podcast you're on. You want to mention? Um, yeah, like I'm on Juvenalia with you. Okay, yeah. And we do episodes and they come out every two weeks. And you can follow us on Twitter at Juvenalia underscore pod. And um, we will also be having a Christmas episode. That would have come out by now. Oh, well, if we had a Christmas episode. Yeah. And it was good. And crazy stuff happened <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe it yeah. but yeah that's kind of otherwise I don't really have anything to plug just having a nice time good yeah yeah thanks for coming thanks for having me can I plug um, the movies in general all these movies 
Yeah. 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 So if you want to feel the joy of Christmas, if you want to feel like you might be having a shit Christmas, but if you want to feel some joy in your life, if you want to see people fall in love, and if you want to feel cozy and hopeful about humanity, I would say watch a glug of these movies because mm-hmm. they've been helping me out a lot lately. I've had a very stressful year and I've had a lovely past few weeks, even though there's been lots of stuff happening. And um, yeah, I love Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies. There we go. Yeah. I love love. <laughs> Thanks to Dean McDonald for your artwork and... To Daniel McCauley for the music. He's a great lad. There we go. So that's, that's series one, Rose Chestnuts. Woo. We had a lot of fun. Happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas. Bye. HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details.